Sister Power. I feel like I kind of get what the deal was with Tin Machine. Because, you know, around this time, there are so many bands that he influenced. You've got, like, The Smiths, The Cure, Echo and the Bunnymen, Bauhaus. They're all reaching their commercial and critical peaks. And what is he doing? He's not in a band. He's a solo artist. He's not making gritty or exciting music. He's making, like, baby music. He's like, what the fuck? I just did a Muppet movie, and the Pixies just released Doolittle. (laughs) Yeah, and I made a Peter and the Wolf audiobook, which is on Spotify. But also, in the 90s, that's when he met his new wife, um, I mean, it's kind of hard with Tin Machine because the album art and the sound of the music is a little bit dated. I mean, it's definitely, like, dark side of the late 80s. It just doesn't seem Bowie at all. They have, like, a lot of outdated instruments. Like, they're using, like, headless basses and things like that. And I feel like the fashion around that time is kind of weird. Like, there's a lot of big blazers happening. Yeah, they're all, like, on their album cover, they're all wearing, like, huge suits. Yeah, it's just instantly very, like, okay, this is the late... This is, like, it's, like, pre-Nirvana, honestly. It's, like, the ideal way to describe the period. It was, like, before grunge. Um, There was a lot of good stuff coming out, for real. A lot of good stuff. But there was no consistent, like, aesthetic direction until something cool came out that no one saw coming. Yeah. At least in the mainstream. You know what I mean? But he did come out with Black Tie, White Noise in the 90s, which is a that's really years. Good that's album. like four years later, though. He's taking way longer breaks in between albums now, I which I kind of get. I mean, he's, yeah. He's, and he's made so much money already. Yeah, maybe he's just, like, slowing down. I think he had a serious creative spurt, you know, 70s and 80s. So, you know, things wind down. It's natural. However, I think Black Tie White Noise really sucks. What? What's your opinion of this album? I love this album. Like, I, I like, listened to it all summer, this past summer. I mean, it starts off with the song The Wedding, which is literally the song he wrote for Iman for their wedding which is so cute I mean I guess that's nice I just feel like this album is like a very jazzy electronic inspired I mean they have record you like the song Jump They Say well I think that this and the next song I mean the next album both have a really good legendary song I think Jump They Say is like the only song on this album I like but it is really good It's just like a very middle-aged sounding album to me. I think the production is super dated already. There's a lot of like electronic horns and things like that. He could have done a different album It's like a little flat. Yeah, the album cover definitely made me avoid it for a long time. I was just like, ah, it's called Black Tie White Noise and it's got him like in a suit, just like a close-up of his face. Yeah, it's just a piece.
And you know, I think that maybe he had the right idea with Tin Machine. It just wasn't executed well. I think if he had done a Back to Basics album in 93, it would have done a lot better. But he was obviously into some, like, loungy, electronic vibes. Now, the next album, I think, is worse than Black Tie, White Noise. What? <laughs> Outside, which is a concept album in which no one knows what the concept is. I'm sure it's out there in an interview somewhere, but I have not bothered to look it up. It's definitely like a very Nine Inch Nails inspired record. They ha he had a great tour with them. I would have loved to see that. It would have been so cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a do you super like this long one? album. I like it. It has like I don't like all of it, but it has songs that I really like, like Strangers on My Knee. It's such a good song. I'm bewildered for a stranger's on Okay, I definitely think that the last song, Strangers When We Meet, is one of his best songs ever. It's good. Hello, Space Boy. The Heart's Filthy Lesson. Those are all songs that like I find with on this. I don't think it was horrible, but it has more songs I vibe with than Black Tie, White Noise. Okay, well, we can agree Strangers When We Meet is one of his best songs. It's so good. You have to listen. as Black Tie White Noise and that it's all very electronic. But he's kind of going back to like the Bowie he was before Loki. Yeah, it's a little bit more fun. He, and he's back to having really short red hair. Yeah. And also he had like Alexander McQueen design the outfit he wore on the cover. Which The is album art for Earthling is a return to sick album art. It's so cool. I love the cover and the previous two covers were really bad. So as far as that goes... Big return. Um, I mean, he's had, like, really cool designers design his costumes and stuff. Like, Yeah, there's two songs I really like. Young, Dead Man Walking and I'm Afraid of Americans.
really hard techno kind of industrial flavors. I mean, yeah, it's like, it feels like pretty. It's hard in the electronic music from the late 90s. I feel like production was super digital and kind of the sound palette and is he, very far from what's popular now. He was like getting super into technology. Yes. He was really into it. Not like music-wise, just like like computers and everything. He, like, as he was, was like an internet OG. Like as it was starting to happen, like with more technology, he was just like super into it. You know, one of my favorite stories, which I found while researching for this episode, was the Bowie net. I love the Bowie. And in nineteen, in September nineteen ninety eight, David Bowie launched an internet service provider. BowieNet subscribers to the dial-up service were also offered exclusive content and a BowieNet email address. The service wasn't closed until 2006, <laughs> almost 10 years later. I told you he liked the internet. So if you were a fan of David Bowie, like we would have been, you can... Oh, fuck MSN. Fuck AOL. <laughs> I subscribe to BowieNet. David Bowie brings me my internet. And not only that, but I get exclusive music <laughs> but i will say um prince did almost the same thing what? although this is this is like dial-up internet access prince's thing was a subscription to get his music straight oh. from him instead of the label which it sounds like he did too i just think it's really cool that he he went like a step further and was like i'll just provide the whole internet i wonder if like major telecom companies were kind of like okay this is not good. We need to force David Bowie out of our game. <laughs> Too many people are going to the Bowie net. Not enough people are getting AOL. Imagine. We're going to aggressively send out those free months of AOL to like everybody <laughs> in the country and get them away from the Bowie net. Oh my god. No, imagine having to like call David Bowie and be like, listen, um, you're kind of on our turf here. We kind of need you to shut down your email service. Yeah. Thank you. I kind Mr. of like those Bowie. early days of the internet. Or it was, like, very hippie. Y2K. It was, like, very uncertain where it was going to go. It's, like, very innocent. Everyone was yeah. just kind of like, oh, this is going to be big. We don't know how, though. <laughs> it's just going to end up happening. Two years later, hours, period, period, period. <laughs> you know, I never think it's a good idea for artists to have album titles that have, like, very specific punctuation like that. Like an ellipsis after yeah. hours. Okay, so Thursday's Child, the first song... That's it's so sick. Song. It's a really, really good one. It's so good. But I couldn't tell you anything about the rest of the album. I think I've heard Seven. Seven's good. But it's very, like, I don't know, just kind of slow and bloated. Yeah. And it's long. It feels longer than it is, though. I um, really like the album cover, though. It has a really cool album art. That it, looks like something we would make. It's pretty good art. Also, I think around now, this is when he has his cameo in Zoolander. <laughs> Not 
not to spend zero time on hours, but if you just want to listen to the first song on hours, that's fine. I mean, after this, you've got Heathen. Heathen is so good. Yeah, I think that aesthetically, Heathen is a big step up. It's got a sick cover, for sure. Yeah. I love that picture. He ha- it's like just Bowie looking very classy, and then his eyes are like whited out. You know, I forgot to mention, Black Tie White Noise has a Morrissey cover, and Heathen has a Pixies cover. So I wonder what that means, that he started covering people who were already inspired by him. Whoa. I know, it's kind of weird that he would choose to put... Because Morrissey and the Pixies, obvious, obvious Bowie influence yeah. already. Like, there's you couldn't deny it. That he would choose as an album track, not even like a live thing. You know, not to go back to Black Tie White Noise, but... I do know that David Bowie and Frank Black from the Pixies are at least on pretty good terms. They've performed together before. But Morrissey opened for David Bowie in the 90s, and he ditched the tour halfway through. Really? They're not friends. I mean, what's Morrissey that? talked serious Why? shit about David Bowie, saying he's not an interesting artist anymore. He's, like, overrated. Well, wasn't Morrissey kind of like, didn't he start beef with, like, a lot of people? Yeah, I mean, he's an instigator. You know, he definitely likes to get publicity that way. So I wonder if he regrets putting that Morrissey cover on the album. Like slip away, slow burn. Yeah, those are both definitely Everyone's my favorites. Like it has really like it has very good older Bowie tracks. It's hard with someone classics. who's so prolific and whose career spans so many decades. Literally forty years. To be like, okay, I'm gonna not listen to like the late seventies peak. I'm going to listen to something that came out, you know, 20 years later that's maybe not as exciting. But I think he kind of, like, in the 2000s, that's when he starts to, like, get back. And he's kind of like a new Bowie. He's an older Bowie. He has a family. Well, live, he was still great. And only a year later, he did reality, which I definitely prefer. Reality's good. of like a better vibe than reality it's, like, it's dark on like a musical level i feel like i maybe like reality a little more not to cut this short let's do these next two albums let's get out of this attic 
I'm getting so hot. I feel like our quality of commentary is going down the hotter and more dehydrated we get. If you could <laughs> feel how hot it is right now. I mean, we're just like, we have a cooking. thick layer of, we're cooking. We're slow cooking up here. If you put David Bowie in a dressing room that was this hot, he'd be like, oh what the God. hell are you doing? <laughs> I will not work in these conditions. So listen, long what story short, he hey, no, he long story short, we're cutting this shorter. <laughs> we're getting through the next two albums and we're getting out of here, okay? We're, we can't be up right, here anymore. <laughs> the next day, 2013. is a little better than Heathen or Reality. I like the But we did two late career albums that are both pretty sick, honestly. He, yeah. Oh, where are we now? He he and Bjork were in the music video together. And Tilda Swin was in one too, right? Yeah. Um, Stars are out tonight, yeah, the one. next day, you know. This one has some pretty good bangers. I wonder who he was collaborating on with these two albums, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. And you know what? Um... They're all, like, starting to, like, have these themes of, like, mortality. And that's when we get into Black Star. Yeah, so Black Star, I definitely vibe with. I mean, it's definitely, it's it's kind of like a uh, a jazz rock fusion, kind of a Steely Dan vibe, kind of yeah. like a Kendrick Lamar, Pimpa Butterfly vibe. It's like a super bleak, kind of dark, thick, jazzy record. It's I have kind to- of a cool choice. I mean, yeah. For a posthumous record. Well, no, it wasn't posthumous. It was like two days before he died. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was literally like his party gift to everyone. And literally in the album, he's like singing about how he like sees death coming and everything. To be honest, like I haven't really listened to it that much. Like I've listened to it just not a lot just because it is his last album. And it's kind of sad that like two days after it, he died. So I don't know, but I still really like it and think it's like a really good piece of art that he created when he was literally like in the music video, he had to wear a wig because he was like starting to go bald from his chemotherapy.
up here. Listen, I'm I'm dying of heat exhaustion. I sincerely hope everybody who listens to this this was a great free manual. I hope you get some insight into the creative journey of David Bowie and the creative journey of you as a listener enjoying his discography. Maybe one day we'll accept them into our David family. Yeah, if If you want to be in the David family, you got to learn these albums. Learn it. Become it. Okay, that's it. it. I can't can't sit here anymore. I can't talk. I can't think about the freaks who are going to listen to this. We need to go. Okay? All right. End of episode. Great talking about Bowie with you guys. Wrap it up. Seriously. (laughs) All right. Goodbye from Sister Power. Okay, it's done. Goodbye. (laughs) I'm pressing stop. you have anything else? No. It's over. (laughs) We love Bowie, and we hope you do, too. Okay, done. Bye. (laughs) I walk along beside the garbage man Sister Power.